Melbourne Magazine, December 2018 to February 2019. Your City of Melbourne Magazine. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. Your narrator is Julie Horton. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and ten minutes overall. Here's what's inside. Lord Mayor's Message. People Power Shapes Market. Memories of a Headmistress. Your Say. Eight New Parks. Honour a Huggable Tree. Wildlife a Home in the Hollows. Smart Solutions for Waterway Waste. Memories of the Birrarung. Waterbug Wisdom. Events Calendar. Sustainability in Style. Pitch Your Wild Idea. Mission Shares Smart City Solutions. Heraldry on Show. Show Off Your Snaps. Summer Fun for Junior Rangers. Library Lover to Best Selling Author. In Brief. Your Council. Council Meetings. City Spotlight. Contact. Closing Announcement. On the Cover. Lee Yong Soo Shops for Pre Loved Fashion in Royal Arcade. Lord Mayor's Message. From Sally Cap. Summer is the perfect time to get out and enjoy our city. For expert advice on what to see and do, head to our new visitor hub at Queen Victoria Market. Loved by locals and sought out by domestic and international visitors, Queen Victoria Market, which recently celebrated its 140th birthday, is one of our city's top five most visited attractions. Our city ambassadors have been roving on-site during market days since April, working alongside the market's customer service team to encourage visitors to explore everything the market and the city have to offer. I'm delighted to share that we've now opened a new visitor hub on-site. Located in Stringbean Alley, the Queen Victoria Market Visitor Hub operates out of a repurposed shipping container. Drop by to browse displays that celebrate the market's traders, extensive program of events, much-loved character and cultural heritage, and experiences to enjoy across the city. Queen Victoria Market is open every Tuesday and Thursday to Sunday. I encourage you all to drop by, explore the visitor hub, find local produce, and support the traders as you shop and socialise over the summer months. And don't forget to share your adventures with hashtag MelbMoment. Read on to find out more about our city's wildlife, waterways, summer celebrations and much more in this edition of Melbourne Magazine. Signed, Lord Mayor Sally Cap. Picture caption. Lord Mayor Sally Cap opens the visitor hub with Queen Victoria Market CEO Stanley Arcos and Deputy Chairperson Jane Hodder. End caption. The City of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional owners of the land, the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung, Wurundjeri, peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pays respect to their elders, past and present. For the Kulin Nation, Melbourne has always been an important meeting place for events of social, educational, sporting and cultural significance. Today we are proud to say that Melbourne is a significant gathering place for all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. People Power Shapes Market A 40-person people's panel is deliberating on how to improve trader and customer facilities at Queen Victoria Market. 
the group of independently selected traders, customers, local residents and key stakeholders was thoroughly briefed on the history of the 7-hectare market site and its operating challenges and needs. Guided by a set of principles, the People's Panel has been carefully considering where and how best to deliver infrastructure and amenities for the market's 30,000 average daily visitors and 2,000 workers. This includes considering the needs of the many traders who don't currently have access to power, water or storage, how to manage the 5,000 tonnes of waste generated annually, open space, parking and more. Simon Ambrose is Chief Executive Officer of the National Trust of Australia, Victoria, one of the organisations represented on the panel. We recognise the market's significance as one of the only major 19th century markets in Australia to survive intact and operational, and its social significance as an important shopping, leisure and meeting place, Simon said. The National Trust sees the People's Panel as an opportunity to work with the market renewal team, understand the vision for the market and advocate for positive heritage outcomes for traders and shoppers of the historic site. The recommendations will inform a revised design proposal to be lodged with Heritage Victoria and relevant approval authorities in 2019. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash QVM Renewal Picture Caption A People's Panel is helping to design improved facilities at the market. End Caption Memories of a Headmistress A jaw harp, a doll's head, and part of a comb unearthed at the site of the future Town Hall Station are among the archaeological finds bringing to life the story of our city's first school for girls. Irishwoman Nicola Cook established Roxburgh Ladies Seminary in 1838 in a cottage at the corner of Swanston and Flinders Street built by John Batman. Nicola battled personal tragedies, including the loss of her family at sea, to earn her living as a single woman. She was also one of the first women to own land in the district. After Batman passed away, Nicola fought several attempts to close the school, providing stability for his three youngest daughters who boarded there. It remained open until 1851. Councillor Dr Jackie Watts said the archaeological finds provide an insight into the courageous, influential and enterprising women who have shaped our city. As Melbourne grows, I hope that we can find many more opportunities to acknowledge and celebrate influential women in our public spaces. This would go some way to redress the gender imbalance in public realm images that exists in most cities, Dr Watts said. Permanent exhibitions, artworks, signage and memorials remind us where we've come from and of the diverse stories of the people who have made Melbourne what it is today. Victoria's largest archaeological digs are taking place at several sites in the central city as work continues to build the Metro Tunnel and its five new underground stations. This is a rare opportunity to look back to stories of Melbourne's past. Visit Metro Tunnel HQ at 125-133 to Swanston Street, opposite Melbourne Town Hall, to find out more. For more information, visit metrotunnel.vic.gov.au. Picture Caption Archaeologists at Work End Caption Your Say Letter of the Month Thank you for the great work in planting the bluebells under the golden elm tree on the corner of Punt Road and Alexander Avenue, 
They are really beautiful, and we get to enjoy them every day. It is also a main thoroughfare to the tan track and the Royal Botanic Gardens, and people are constantly stopping and taking photos and looking at them. Sometimes it is the simple things that help contribute to a sense of community and creating beautiful urban spaces. Jen, share your thoughts with us at Melbourne Mag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. What can I see and do this Christmas festival? Head to Federation Square to see our huge tree, giant bauble, and magical gingerbread village. Then use interactive finger paint technology to control spectacular projections. Visit Santa outside Melbourne Town Hall and so much more. Melbourne.vic.gov.au/Christmas. Tweets at City of Melbourne. From writers underscore Vic, excited to announce that we've received a City of Melbourne Arts grant to provide digital residencies for two writers who are carers in 2019. From NTAV, we applaud the City of Melbourne for progressing heritage overlay protection for 64 individual places and six precincts as part of the Hoddle Grid Heritage Review, the most comprehensive review of the CBD in over two decades. From UniMelb, in an Australian first, we've partnered with City of Melbourne to deliver a new course dedicated to the understanding and protection of urban forests. From Ironbark Sustain, way to go, Yarra Council, Moreland Council, City of Melbourne, and City of Port Phillip, winning a Premier's Sustainability Award for the exceptional MREP Renewables Project. Hashtags MREP, Take Two, that's the numeral two, Climate. At City of Melbourne, Yarra Council, City Port Phillip, Moreland Council, Sustain Vic. Instagram, the print edition of Melbourne Magazine shows a selection of recent images, from AJ Wilco, a view of the Southbank skyline on a cloudy day, taken from Seafarers Bridge with the Boat Builders Yard Cafe in the foreground, from Lindang, an alleyway festooned with greenery. Puddles form down the middle of the walkway, and a woman in the foreground carries a pink umbrella. From Bloggerburb, a metal sculpture viewed against a blue sky, it depicts two abstract figures in geometric shapes appearing to hold hands. From Gina and Sachs, a view of Southbank and the Yarra River at sunset, taken from the St Kilda Road bridge. The coloured lights are reflected in the river. From Chuckle Park. Greenery and yellow lanterns strung across the alleyway, forming the Chuckle Park Bar and Cafe. From the Design Exchange, the triangular wooden structure of M Pavilion, viewed against the Botanic Gardens and city skyline. From I underscore Iban, a view of the parkland and boardwalk along the edge of the Yarra River. From Lil Melbourne. A black and white image of a cyclist passing under the geometric metal archway of the Webb Bridge. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag #MelbMoment. Connect with us: facebook.com/forward/slash/cityofmelbourne, twitter.com/forward/slash/cityofmelbourne, instagram.com/forward/slash/cityofmelbourne. New Year's Eve. Watch our spectacular fireworks display from anywhere you can see the city skyline this New Year's Eve, and tune in to the uniquely Melbourne soundtrack on ninety-nine point seven FM, or watch the display live on Channel Seven.
If you travel into the city, use public transport to access the live sites at Docklands, Flagstaff Gardens, Treasury Gardens, and King's Domain, where entertainment runs from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. New Year's Eve is a major event, so plan ahead for long delays and road closures. Find out more at melbourne.vic.gov.au/nye. Eight new parks. Picture a green oasis that's more than twice the size of the MCG. By 2021, you'll have this much more parkland in the city where you can exercise, play, and relax. The eight new parks have been made possible through our investments and partnerships in a number of ambitious projects. They will feature hundreds of new trees, tranquil gardens, playgrounds, picnic areas, and much more. Even tram tracks are going green in Southbank, where more than four thousand plants are beginning to bloom on the new tramway, including native pigface and everlasting daisies. Lord Mayor Sally Cap said this thirty-six thousand square meter expansion of open space is the city's biggest since two thousand and two. We are working to create the brightest future for everyone who lives, works, and plays in our city as it rapidly grows, to promote well-being and respond to issues such as climate change. The Lord Mayor said, "For thirty years, we've been making carefully planned incremental changes to our streetscapes and public spaces for people to enjoy, and we're just getting started." We aim to increase open space by a massive two hundred and forty thousand square meters over the next fifteen years, as set out in our open space strategy. That's equivalent to more than twelve MCGs. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/cityprojects. Parks to open by twenty twenty one. Southbank Boulevard. Wander through twenty-five thousand square meters of green open space on your way to a show in Melbourne's premier arts and cultural precinct. We're investing forty-two million dollars in this transformation of our most densely populated suburb. Market Street Park, Melbourne. Have a quiet lunch in the first central city park to be created since City Square was developed in the nineteen eighties. This grey to green transformation will include the conversion of thirteen hundred square meters of underused roadway. Boyd Park, Southbank. Visiting the library or playgroup at the Boyd Community Hub, make a day of it with a family barbecue at this new park right next door. There will also be spaces for quiet relaxation and a communal garden. Seafarers Rest, Docklands. See this North Wharf Park renewed as part of a major development. The design will be pedestrian and bicycle friendly, retain existing trees where possible, and protect neighbouring heritage sites. Have your say on the plans in early 2019. Lincoln Square, Carlton. Bring the kids to enjoy the new treehouse-inspired playground that will be part of this improved and expanded park, and connect with the growing local community. Expect new trees, lighting, pathways, and expanded open space. West Melbourne Parks. Stroll around the once industrial area of West Melbourne to find three new and expanded parks at Hawke and Adderley, Railway and Miller, and Stall Streets. These parks are now open for the community to enjoy. Fast fact: Did you know that the City of Melbourne currently manages more than four million five hundred thousand square meters of open space? That's almost twelve percent of the municipality. Honor a huggable tree. 
nominate a tree you love to be listed on our Exceptional Tree Register to protect it for future generations. The Register currently celebrates 169 special trees that stand on privately owned or managed land in our city, including those of great age, rare species, outstanding size, particular habitat value or historic significance. These trees were nominated by the community and evaluated by an expert panel when we launched the Register in 2012. We are now inviting second-round nominations of exceptional trees on private land. Bishop's Court, the historic East Melbourne residence of Archbishop Philip Freer and Joy Freer, is home to nine of the beautiful and characterful trees listed on the Register, which the public can enjoy through regular tours. Caroline Honan helps care for the garden as part of a group of volunteers, some of whom have been involved since 2001 when the grounds were completely overgrown. We invited Caroline to tell us about a few of her favourite trees on the property. A large Monterey cypress stands at the southwest corner of the garden, making a dramatic dark statement at the corner of Hotham and Clarendon Streets. It's a very huggable tree, Caroline said. However, the best known and most dramatic of Bishop's Court's exceptional trees is the large river redgum, which dominates the border along Clarendon Street. Its weeping foliage and grey and white trunk make a focal point when looking from the house to the west. As it stands next to the fence, passers-by also can enjoy its presence. When the old eucalypt on the front lawn was removed in 1997 for safety reasons, a replacement was needed. Now a seedling from the mature river redgum is growing vigorously at the top of the lawn. Other trees in the garden include a glorious domed Port Jackson fig and lofty Dutch and English elms, which receive regular attention from arborists and treatment for elm leaf beetle. The garden at Bishop's Court is an amazing space of calm and beauty in the middle of a bustling city. Its trees help to make it so, providing shade, colour, form and habitat, Caroline said. Melbourne wouldn't be Melbourne without its fully mature trees. Trees help clean the air and provide shade in our hot summers. Anyone can volunteer to help care for the garden and no experience is needed. To inquire or book a tour, minimum numbers apply, email archbishopsoffice at melbourneanglican.org.au or phone 9653 4220. Fast Fact it's not only trees in grand gardens that are listed on the Exceptional Tree Register. You can nominate any tree on private land. Listed trees are protected and a permit is needed to remove them or to undertake works that might affect their health or condition. The second round of nominations for the Exceptional Tree Register is open now and close on 15th of March. Did you know? Young, mature and even dead trees all play an important role in our urban ecosystems and provide crucial habitat resources for wildlife. We work hard to care for trees throughout their life cycle, make sure they're safe for the community to enjoy and plant new trees to cultivate our future urban forest. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash exceptional tree register. Picture captions. Caption 1. A river red gum soars over the garden at Bishop's Court, East Melbourne. Caption 2. Caroline Honan is one of the passionate volunteers, led by Elizabeth Marsden, who care for the gardens at Bishop's Court. End captions. Wildlife at home in the hollows. Look up, 
next time you walk through the Flagstaff Gardens or Royal Park, and you might be lucky enough to see birds enjoying our new human-made tree hollows. Mature trees provide vital nesting spots and food sources for wildlife. So, as some trees succumb to age and as our city rapidly grows, we're working hard to protect our feathered and furry neighbours. Late last year, we sent out 200 volunteers armed with binoculars to study birds nesting in tree hollows at five parks across the municipality. While the city of Melbourne is home to many hollow nesting birds, the study found only a few species nesting in parks. We suspect this is due to a lack of suitably sized hollows, so we've started to create new human-made hollows in existing trees. We'll see which species move in thanks to motion-detecting cameras. Stephen Griffiths from La Trobe University is one of the advisers for this project. He said hollows can take more than 100 years to form naturally, but urban environments can provide great opportunities for innovative tree management and people-led conservation strategies. Hollow-dependent birds and mammals are facing localized population declines in many areas across Australia, where mature native trees have been removed from the landscape. Stephen said, "Mechanical creation of cavities within living trees has great potential as supplementary habitats for native hollow-dependent birds and mammals. As there are still many questions to be answered, this is an exciting time to be working on this type of collaborative and proactive conservation project." Get involved. Would you like to help us create resilient, healthy, and diverse urban landscapes? Citizen foresters help us grow our urban forest and improve urban ecology through advocacy, monitoring, and research tasks. It's also a great way to meet new people and learn new skills. Visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au/citizenforester. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/urbannature. Smart solutions for waterway waste. As you stroll, cycle, or boat along the Yarra River this summer, take time to consider how you can help us keep it clean and healthy. Three billion pieces of litter wash into Melbourne's waterways through stormwater drains every year, and we've removed 6,750 tons of it over the past decade. Councillor Cathy Oak, chair of the Environment Portfolio, said the city is using smart technologies to manage waste in our waterways more efficiently and sustainably, but we also need to cut waste at its source. Our approach to keeping waterways clean and healthy includes litter traps, people power. Water-sensitive urban design, stormwater capture, and our recently installed sea bins, Councillor Oak said. We're always improving our processes, but no one method provides a silver bullet. And what happens upstream always makes its way downstream. What is a sea bin? A floating rubbish bin that moves up and down with the tide to trap litter and debris. Research shows most of the litter in stormwater comes from shopping precincts, on-street collections, tips, and recycling depots. With this in mind, we are working with charity Tangaroa Blue that crusades against marine debris to inform our litter source reduction plan. Tangaroa Blue is analysing the litter we collect in our Docklands waterways, which will help us better understand how we can make a difference, Councillor Oak said.
To help stop waste at its source, I encourage Melburnians to recycle as much as possible, reduce the amount of packaged food you buy, say no to single-use plastic, and always dispose of rubbish mindfully. If everyone works together, we can protect our beautiful waterways and ecosystems for future generations. Andrew Kelly is one of our city's most passionate advocates for our waterways. As Yarra Riverkeeper, he patrols the river, educates the community, and lobbies for improved regulations for pollution and river care. Spend time along the river; you will instantly notice the benefits. Andrew said. Andrew's fervent vision for the future of the river includes clean water, the return of wildlife, art that enshrines traditional stories, and green spaces that nurture native species and connect city dwellers to the river. The Yarra Riverkeeper Association recently received funding from the Lord Mayor's Charitable Foundation to enable extensive community engagement towards the Yarra River Protection Act 2017. Under the new act. The Yarra River is now recognised as a single integrated living entity to be managed as a single landscape under a 50-year community vision. You can also join a local community group that cleans or revegetates the banks of the river. Andrew said, "The Yarra Riverkeeper Association offers plenty of opportunities for volunteers to help care for the river." For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/waterways. Memories of the Birrarung. The Yarra River is known by Melbourne's first peoples as the Birrarung, which means "river of mists." It was once teeming with wildlife and the main food source for the local Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung (Wurundjeri) people before the arrival of Europeans. Stephen Rocky Tregoning, a senior cultural guide for the Koori Heritage Trust. Leads cultural walks along the river, explaining its history, environmental changes, and cultural significance. It's nice to tell people about the Yarra, how it was blue running, that it was an eel breeding ground, that it had dolphins and sharks and stingrays. This place was a winter kakadu, Rocky said. When the first Europeans came up the Yarra, it was green, very verdant, but then sheep and cattle decimated our traditional bush tucker sources. When the waterfall was removed and the salt water inundated the fresh-running river, the eel breeding stopped. The dolphins and sharks stopped coming. My ancestors would have started starving, but we have to get on with it. Let's move on to the future. We can't dwell on what's happened in the past. The best way for us to move forward is through consultation, discussions, and talking with the community. To learn more about the Birrarung, book a tour through the Koori Heritage Trust. Picture caption: Rocky Tregoning beside the Birrarung. End caption. Story and image courtesy of Environment Victoria. Waterbug wisdom. Did you know that dragonflies are older than dinosaurs, can fly up to seventy kilometers per hour, and their nymphs or larvae breathe through their bums? Amazingly. Tiny creatures like dragonflies, mayflies, and water beetles can also hold the answers to our biggest questions about the health of our waterways. Our recent Melbourne waterbug BioBlitz studied these tiny animals, which live in fresh water for all or part of their life cycle, to help us understand more about biodiversity and pollution in our urban ecosystems. With help from more than seventy citizen scientists. We collected and identified 21 groups of waterbugs at six sites around the city. 
the most water bugs were found at Westgate Park and Royal Park wetlands. The study supports our Nature in the City strategy, and the results will help inform how we protect and enhance habitats for a variety of wildlife across the city. For more dragonfly facts, visit Melbourne Magazine online at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Picture caption. Waterbugs, like damselflies, are great indicators of waterway health. End caption. Events calendar. A few of our favourite things. Find more great events like this at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au. 7th to 9th of December, Melbourne World Rice Festival. Bring a hearty appetite to enjoy delights from around the world united by one common ingredient, rice. Eat your way from one delicious stall to another at Birrung Ma and enjoy live music. 8th of December, Christmas with the MSO. Jingle all the way to Hamer Hall this holiday season. This show offers festive delights for all ages, featuring Greta Bradman, sing-along carols and a special appearance from Santa. 8th of December, African Music and Cultural Festival. Be transported by the rhythm, sounds and tastes of Africa. The electric atmosphere is guaranteed to make you feel good at Federation Square and River Terrace. 10th of December, La Mama Musica. Hear traditional songs from Ethiopia, Papua New Guinea, Sri Lanka, Fiji, Pakistan and Australia and original tunes at La Mama Courthouse. 14th to 16th of December, The Empire Strikes Back in Concert. The force will be with the MSO as musicians play John Williams' legendary score live along with the screening of this beloved film at the Plenary, Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. 15th of December, Nepal Multicultural Festival. Experience a colourful and vibrant display of Nepal's rich culture, heritage, food and music at Federation Square. The theme is One Country, Many Stories. 15th of December to 24th of March. The theatre is lying. See five new major artworks that create alternate worlds through installations, theatrical reenactment, sampling and more. Find this inaugural exhibition of the McFarlane Commission series at ACCA. Until 21st of December. Fed Square Live. Bliss out to dream pop, soul, big band or rock and roll music on Fridays at Federation Square. There's something for all tastes in this free concert series. 7th to 13th of January. NGV Kids Summer Festival. Fire up your imagination and get creative with your family, friends, parents and grandparents through hands-on activities and workshops at NGV. This year's theme is make-believe. 9th, 10th, 12th and 13th of January. Destroy for Kids. Break and remake art with sculptors and graffiti artists at Artplay's New Ideas Lab. Knock it down and build it up anew at these sessions for kids aged 5 to 8 and 9 to 12. 11th of January to 13th of January. Melbourne Latin Summer Festival. Experience three days of flavours, aromas and fun featuring 200 artists, circus, live bands, outdoor dance classes, exotic cuisine and a vivid carnival parade. Find the fun at Tom's Block in the Royal Botanic Gardens. 14th to 25th of January. Signal Summer Programme for Young People. Hang out at Signal for 10 jam-packed days of art workshops, events, exhibitions and performances.
for young people aged 13 to 25. This program is free, but places are limited. 20th of January to 10th of February, Midsummer. Get set for a three-week LGBTQIA plus arts and cultural festival that celebrates diversity and inclusion. Start at the huge Midsummer Carnival at Alexandra Gardens on 20th of January. 21st of January, 58th Annual Australia Day Pioneer Women's Ceremony. Honour pioneering women of different eras at the Women's Peace Garden in Kensington. This event welcomes delegates of the National Council of Women of Victoria and includes a flag raising by Girl Guides Victoria. 23rd to 24th of January and 23rd to 24th of February. Sonic Labyrinth for Kids. Play with instruments built by artists, shine lights and move your body to activate your sonic journey at Art Play. Then in February, race the complete sonic labyrinth designed by you. For kids aged 9 to 12. 26th of January, Australia Day. Head to King's Domain to enjoy a family-friendly celebration featuring Peppa Pig. Then dine in Docklands and stay for the 9pm fireworks display. 30th of January to 17th of February, Underground Railroad Game. Watch a darkly comedic take on how the post-colonial world has been affected by its racially charged backstory. See stereotypes interrogated at the Cooper's Malthouse. 31st of January to 3rd of February. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire in concert. Grab your broom to relive the excitement of the Triwizard Tournament. Watch as Harry soars across the big screen at Hamer Hall, accompanied by the movie's unforgettable score, played live by the MSO. 1st to 28th of February. Sustainable Living Festival. Embrace your eco-city at Australia's largest sustainability event. Find out how to be cleaner, smarter and healthier through art, film, performance, forums and special exhibits at Federation Square and Birrarung Ma. Until 3rd of February, School of Rock. See a wannabe rock star turn a class of straight-A students into a guitar-shredding, bass-slapping, mind-blowing rock band at Her Majesty's Theatre. This musical is based on the hit film. 4th to 25th of February. Chinese New Year. Welcome the Year of the Pig with festivities, feasting, firecrackers and the awakening of the dragon. Celebrate from Chinatown to Queensbridge Square, Southgate, South Wharf, Docklands and Queen Victoria Market. 7th to 9th of February. Movies Under the Stars at Yarra's Edge. Pack a picnic and a blanket, gather family and friends and join us for these much-loved annual movies Under the Stars. Take your seat at Point Park, Docklands. 8th, 16th and 20th of February. Sydney Meyer Free Concerts. Hear your perfect summer soundtrack at Sydney Meyer Music Bowl. These free concerts by the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra have been running for 90 years, including 60 years at this iconic venue. Gates open at 4.30pm. First in, best dressed. 16th of February. Mexican Festival. Celebrate Mexican Independence Day at Federation Square. This vibrant festival is all about friendship and harmony, culture, traditions, food and art. 19th to 20th of February. Air Camp Kids Workshop. Make mini inflatable sculptures from recycled plastic bags working with professional artists. Then inflate them into an expandable world of ideas for kids aged 7 to 12 and their carers.
Sports. 3rd of December. Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Festival. Try different inclusive sports. Meet Paralympians, see giant wheelchair puppets and watch teams compete in the AFL Wheelchair Challenge. This accessible family-friendly event is held on Crown Riverwalk, Southbank. 14th to 27th of January. Australian Open Festival. Get ready for your day at the tennis or take in the action on the big screen while enjoying some of Melbourne's best food at Birrarung Ma. Subscribe to our weekly What's On newsletter at whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. Sustainability in style. Stand out from the crowd and help protect our planet when you shop at our city's bevy of ethical and sustainable retailers this Christmas and beyond. Many of us have bought clothes that we've only worn once or twice, and fast fashion is thought to be the world's second-largest polluting industry. Councillor Susan Riley, chair of the Small Business Retail and Hospitality Portfolio, said that Melburnians are embracing our city's growing number of earth-conscious businesses. Melbourne is a great place to shop mindfully. We have an incredible array of small ethical designers and increasingly major brands are also making sustainability a priority, Councillor Riley said. Amid our rapidly growing city, our environmental impact is always front of mind. I look forward to more and more retailers and shoppers helping us become a truly sustainable city. Supporting small businesses and proudly wearing one-of-a-kind items created by local makers is one great way to contribute. Leong Su is one of our city's most passionate, sustainable-style gurus. She loves to seek out vibrant items from local designers, ethical labels and op shops and showcase them on her blog, Style Wilderness. She also blogs for Vogue Japan about things to do in Melbourne. Leong enjoys creating her own clothes out of pre-loved finds, including her own line of designs made from vintage kimono and obi. Her style is bold and, in her words, the more bizarre the better. Her current favourite items include a floor-length tartan kilt, a baby pink jumpsuit and a table runner she made into a skirt. It's quite easy to look fantastic without damaging the planet, Leong said. It may sound like only a small personal contribution in the grand scheme of saving the world, but if everyone put a little thought into their purchases, the change would be massive. Leong encourages people to explore Melbourne beyond the main streets to support more businesses and discover one-of-a-kind fashion items to treasure. Duck into boutiques in laneways and upstairs, keep an eye out for pop-ups and generally just get off the beaten track to mix up your shopping experience as much as you can. Leong said. You might have to hunt a bit for the smaller brands, but that's what Melbourne is all about. If you do nothing else, even just remembering to bring your own coffee cup and shopping bag is a great start. We invited Leong to share her top five tips for ethical shopping. 1. Recycle. Search op shops and flea markets before you look for new clothing. 2. Swap. Take part in clothing swaps, such as the clothing exchange, or stage your own. Buy, swap and sell groups are also a great way to meet people and save money on items you might only use a few times. 3. Support local businesses. Visit the big design market, finders keepers, or places like craft. Very often, the people behind the stalls are those who are actually making the products. Small-scale production is generally much better for the environment, too.
Four, ask about the supply chain. Buy locally made products where possible. Some of the larger labels have Ethical Clothing Australia accreditation, while smaller brands should be able to tell you about their supply chain if you ask. Five, keep exploring. Seek out sustainable brands by reading ethically minded publications and blogs. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/shopping. Where to start? Here are just a few of Melbourne's more sustainable and ethical retailers. Craft, what's in place? Roam this colourful store to find one-off jewellery, ceramics, textiles, books, prints, and glass handmade by local artists. Craft has supported Melbourne makers for forty-eight years. Conscious Closet, Lonsdale Street. Find covetable vintage and designer items in this well-curated store that rehomed more than seven thousand three hundred and fifty items of unwanted fashion and accessories last financial year. All proceeds support fitted for work. Radical Yes, Queensbury Street, North Melbourne. Slip into ethically produced, stylish, and practical footwear, handmade from high-quality materials such as natural plant-based rubber, animal-free glues, and vegan options. Yesteryear Vintage, Faraday Street, Carlton. Make a statement in original and distinctive period fashion pieces sourced from all over the world. Vintage glamour is in abundance. Just make sure you give yourself time to enjoy the rummage. Kuwaii. Cathedral Arcade. Choose from small production runs of timeless investment pieces featuring distinctive prints, fabrics, and colours, and vegan footwear, made in Melbourne from ethically sourced materials. Hunter Gatherer, Royal Arcade. Browse stylish, hand-picked finds from this Brotherhood of St Lawrence op shop, which overflows with colourful prints, unique frocks, local artisan jewellery, upcycled vintage items, and more. Find out more in our Christmas gift guide. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/christmas. Pitch your wild idea. Artists collaborate with kids at Artplay to bring your next creative project to life through the next round of our new ideas lab. Artist Kathy Holoko worked with around sixty children to design a model city that considers animals as citizens in her recent New Ideas Lab project, Wild City. The project was inspired by Kathy's studies in the Netherlands, where rewilding human-made pocket habitats and alterations to infrastructure are helping animals live in and move through urban landscapes. Wild City is a positive and playful way to explore local ecological stories and to value the incredible animal networks in Australia's ever-increasing urban areas, Kathy said. The arts-based workshop gets children and parents thinking about these issues and what they can do within their own spaces to encourage wildlife habitats. The work then becomes a collaborative sculpture for exhibition. This demonstrates how artistic expression and collaboration with scientists and children can create outcomes that communicate real conservation issues and develop shared values to affect social change. One of Kathy's favourite parts of the project was engaging with around fifteen enthusiastic ecologists, rangers, and researchers, many of whom were staff members of the City of Melbourne. Many of these eco experts delivered fascinating talks with the children for the art play workshops, and some children were even consulted for the Birrarung Ma Master Plan. Kathy said, 
It was a great collaboration of the sciences and art, and quite heartening for me to meet so many engaged ecologists and to hear about the great projects happening in our city. Cathy wants to deliver Wild City to as many children as she can, and invites potential collaborators to get in touch. She also encourages other artists to apply for the New Ideas Lab. Artplay really is an amazing art centre with brilliant staff in an inspiring environment, Cathy said. The New Ideas Lab is a great opportunity to fully research and develop a project with children as collaborators. It is open to all art forms and provides great funding and support. There is support available if you've never worked with children before, and they are great fun to work with. Wild City went on to be included in the Incinerator Art Award Art for Social Change exhibition. View a video about Wild City at Melbourne Magazine online. Expressions of interest for the next New Ideas Lab open on 18th of February. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash artplay EOI. Mission Shares Smart City Solutions Urban design and sustainability were top of the agenda when we recently welcomed to our city 25 top government and business officials from India. The delegates included representatives from PwC India, the New Delhi Municipal Council and India's Ministry of Housing and Urban Affairs. Councillor Kevin Louie, chair of the Prosperous City Portfolio, said the four-day visit was the largest inbound mission from India in our city's history. The program showcased our global standing in urban design and development, water and waste practices and smart city initiatives, Councillor Louie said. We look forward to creating lasting relationships with these organisations in India. The mission was part of India's 100 Smart Cities initiative, which provides 100 cities with funding to transform the country by fostering smart solutions, sustainable development and a clean environment. The packed schedule included briefings and site visits, private sector networking and business matching sessions. The mission concluded with a site visit to the MCG, including a tour of its award-winning water recycling facility to celebrate our nation's shared love of cricket. We will continue to work closely with local business to create connections in India and create better access for our local business into the significant opportunity that India offers Australia, Councillor Louis said. Did you know... Our biennial business missions to Japan and China have also delivered millions of dollars in trade and investment for our city in aviation, health sciences, startups and innovation, and sustainable urban design. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash sister cities. Picture caption. Delegates of the recent business mission from India. End caption. Heraldry on show. You'll never look at Melbourne's coat of arms in the same way again after a visit to Emblazon, our latest exhibition at City Gallery. Designed in 1842, our coat of arms features a sheep, a cow, a spouting whale and a ship, representing the main industries of Melbourne at the time. Alisa Bunbury, curator of Emblazon, said the exhibition guides visitors through the symbolism and evolution of the coat of arms. Emblazon explores how the coat of arms has changed from being a symbol of Melbourne's bright outlook and future to its often unnoticed presence around our city, Elisa said.
The exhibition also provides contemporary responses in newly commissioned works of art, where the focus of the coat of arms shifts to Aboriginal loss, popular culture, and the pre-colonial landscape. Our coat of arms appears on everything from a spectacular vase gifted to Melbourne by the government of France to hitching posts, street signs, and Princess Bridge. Keep an eye out for it around town. Emblazon, Melbourne's coat of arms. Runs until Wednesday, 30th of January. Picture caption: Emblazon explores the symbolism and evolution of Melbourne's coat of arms. End caption. Did you know, coats of arms have been tightly regulated by London's College of Arms for centuries. Unfortunately, someone forgot to seek approval for Melbourne's. It wasn't given the OK for almost 100 years, and even then there was a problem. In the strict language of heraldry, the whale, being a water-based symbol, was in the wrong position, effectively levitating. In 1970, it was determined that the cow and the whale should swap spots, and the Queen formally presented this update during her visit to Melbourne. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/citygallery. Show off your snaps. Express your creative talents and help immortalize local history by entering our Snapped Photography Competition. We're looking for images to add to our local history collection that represent the evolution of our city, its culture, subcultures, diversity, and people. The theme is our changing Melbourne. Carla Gottgens, a member of the judging panel, said Snapped is an opportunity to see how others view our city. Photography picks up all of the small details that are sometimes purposefully left out in other art forms. For historians, it shows the change of society over a period of time. Carla said, "Even within a decade, there are monumental changes that take place in a city, from the tiny things that we carry, eat, wear, to the larger, more obvious changes in infrastructure." Carla said the judges are looking for artistry, skill, and subject, and images that place you in Melbourne. Close-up details can be great, but if they don't tell us where we are, they won't make it through to a shortlist. Carla said, "Images that are considered and thoughtful, with perhaps a quirky approach, will always make us pause. There is always a moment when the judges pause on the same image and just go, 'Wow!' Composition is, of course, always important, but photographers can break the rules to get something unique. Snapped." Offers a total prize pool of more than seven thousand dollars over two categories: amateur and professional, and its heritage award. Participants can enter photographs they have taken recently or many years ago. Carla encouraged anyone who enjoys photographing the city to enter. Read the rules regarding the entry requirements and the boundaries of the city of Melbourne. There are locations that are absolute gems and are often overlooked. Carla said. Less is often more, and the spaces that are usually busy, perhaps on a quiet morning or evening, can reveal another side to the city. Snapped submissions are open now and close on Thursday, thirty-first of January. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/snapped. Breaking on the street. Picture caption: The lunchtime rush of students at the corner of Latrobe and Swanston Streets. End caption. Feel the buzz of the lunchtime rush near our central city universities in the below photo by Leo B, titled "Breaking on the Street." It was shortlisted in Snapped 2016. The thing I like the most about the image is the collection of people in it, Leo said. 
For me, this sample of cultures feels familiar and honest, a diverse group of people living among one another, just doing their thing, crossing the road. It's ordinary in the best way. Oh, and I love the fact that every single person in the picture is wearing one black thing. Seriously, look, can you find anyone not wearing black? Got to love Melbourne, winter style. Summer fun for junior rangers. Take a walk in the park into a city safari, thanks to these top tips from our park rangers. Here are five creatures for kids to look out for in our parks and gardens this summer. One, sacred kingfishers. Spot these shy cousins of the kookaburra by their turquoise feathers. You'll often hear their kee 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 call long before you see them. Two, peacock spiders. As small as a grain of rice. These spiders became online celebrities for their jewel-like colouring and incredible courtship dances. They also bungee jump at moving prey. Three, dainty swallowtail butterflies. These stunning butterflies have colourful spotted wings and yellow body markings. The caterpillars love citrus leaves, so keep an eye out around lemon and lime trees. Four, pobblebonk frogs. Listen out for these large frogs around ponds. The males make a distinctive bonk call that sounds a bit like a banjo string being plucked. Five, common garden skinks. If you're quiet, you can watch these little lizards sunbathe or hunt for insects. They love to feed on slugs and other garden pests, so they're handy friends to have around your veggie patch. Find out how to become a junior ranger on our website. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/parkrangers. Sublime summer outings. Sing and splash, bust a rhyme, or kick back with cool tunes at our pools this summer. The fun is already underway at the Carlton Baths, where our popular Sunday sessions have resumed poolside, starring local musicians, including folk pop artist Madalena. It's not often you get to play to people while they're relaxing by the pool or splashing about, getting in their laps. It's such a great atmosphere, Madalena said. The kids are usually having a blast too, and all their playfulness and excitement is contagious, which makes it a really fun gig. Need more ways to entertain the kids these school holidays? Head to North Melbourne Recreation Centre in January and February for rhyme time play sessions and enjoy sing-alongs while you swim. Also at North Melbourne Recreation Centre, there'll be giant inflatables on Fridays and DJs on Sundays. Confirm the exact event dates online. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/recreationcentres. Library lover to best-selling author. Just a few years ago, Jane Harper was dreaming up her first novel at City Library. Little did she know that The Dry would become an international bestseller, nor that Reese Witherspoon would want to make the story into a movie. We invited Jane to share a little about her remarkable journey. Why do you enjoy writing at City Library? I've always felt very at home in libraries, and what could be more inspiring for a writer than to work while surrounded by books? I love the atmosphere of libraries. They are peaceful while at the same time having the buzz of a community, and it gave me a chance to pick up a few books to read on my way out. What inspires you to write? My books are always very character-driven because I'm interested in the ways people respond to pressure and confronting circumstances.
I also love writing about the Australian landscape, and while working on my latest book, The Lost Man, I became fascinated by the lives of those in far-flung outback communities. How has your life changed since the whirlwind success of The Dry in 2016? I've been absolutely thrilled by the way readers have embraced my books. When I wrote The Dry, I had been working full-time as a newspaper journalist for 13 years. Now I'm a full-time author, and it's wonderful to have the opportunity to work on something I enjoy so much. What tips do you have for aspiring writers? Focusing on the things within your control can help you take significant steps towards your writing goal. You can't control what people will think of your work or whether a publisher will like it, but you can make time to work consistently on your writing. You can improve your writing skills through practice, and you can rewrite and edit thoughtfully until you are happy you've told your story in the best possible way. Do you like to write? Are you a book lover? Find free creative writing workshops, book clubs, podcasts, and much more through our library service. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/libraries. In brief, summer in the city. Give in to your curiosity and find your hashtag Melb moment this summer. The city has so much to offer, including great events, outdoor dining. Rooftop views and a shimmering waterfront. Visit whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Fireworks and pets. This silly season, remember that cats and dogs are often frightened by loud noises from fireworks. So bring them inside and create a calm environment. Also, make sure they're registered and microchipped, so if they do escape, they can more easily be found and returned to you. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/pets. Creative strategy endorsed. As a creative city, we recognise the immense contribution artists and creative practitioners make to our city, not only through conventional art forms, but through problem solving and helping us see things in different ways. We formalised our approach to creativity through our new creative strategy, which takes a ten-year view on how we can integrate creativity into everything we do. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/arts. Annual report out now. Discover how we're helping make Melbourne bold, inspirational, and sustainable in our latest annual report, the first progress report on our 2017-21 council plan. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/annualreport. Report it online. Want to tell us about dumped rubbish, an illegally parked car, or unwanted graffiti? It's now easier to keep Melbourne clean by reporting issues from your mobile device. Find the forms on our website, melbourne.vic.gov.au/contactus. Your council. The Right Honourable Lord Mayor Sally Cap, Portfolio Chair, Major Projects and Major Events, Phone nine six five eight nine six five eight, Email Lord Mayor at melbourne.vic.gov.au, Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood, Portfolio Chair, Finance and Governance, Phone nine six five eight nine six five eight, Email Aaron dot Wood. That's a double r o n dot w o d at melbourne dot vic dot gov dot a u. Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE, 
Portfolio Chair, Transport and Aboriginal City. Phone 9658-9038. Email nicholas.francisgilly. That's N-I-C-O-L-A-S dot F-R-A-N-C-E-S-G-I-L-L-E-Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Rohan Leppert, Portfolio Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage. Phone 9658-9051. Email rohan.leppert, that's R-O-H-A-N dot L-E-P-P-E-R-T at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Philip Lilou, Portfolio Chair, International Engagement, phone 9658-9630, email philip.lilou, that's p-h-i-l-i-p dot l-e-l-i-u at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louis, Portfolio Chair, Prosperous City, phone 9658-9170, email kevin.lui, that's K-E-V-I-N dot L-O-U-E-Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Cathy Oak, Portfolio Chair, Environment. Phone 9658-9086. Email kathy.oak, that's C-A-T-H-Y dot O-K-E at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair, Planning. Phone 9658-9704. Email nicholas.reese. That's n-i-c-h-o-l-a-s dot r-e-e-c-e at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Susan Riley. Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality. Phone 9658-9636. Email susan.riley. That's S-U-S-A-N dot R-I-L-E-Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Beverly Pinder, Portfolio Chair, People City. Phone 9658-9056. Email beverly.pinder, that's B-E-V-E-R-L-E-Y dot P-I-N-D-E-R at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City, phone 9658-8580. Email jackie.watts, that's J-A-C-K-I-E dot W-A-T-T-S at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Postal address for all councillors. City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne Vic 3001. Council Meetings December Future Melbourne Committee Tuesday 4th of December 5.30pm Council Tuesday 11th of December 5.30pm January There are no meetings scheduled for January 2019 February Future Melbourne Committee Tuesday 5th of February 5.30pm Future Melbourne Committee Tuesday 19th of February 5.30pm Council Tuesday, 26th of February, 5.30pm. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All Council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. On occasion, Council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and Council are called. 
For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. City Spotlight Sketch to Success Young people, you're invited to sculpt, sketch, stencil, sing, act, animate and more at Signal this summer, where welcoming workshops can inspire passionate creative careers. When Megan Rennie took part in a two-week course at Signal that covered screen printing, animation and photography, it was her first introduction to the art world, and she never looked back. Today, she makes intricate paper-cut collage, exhibits her work, and recently won a place in an illustration course at New York's acclaimed Rhode Island School of Design. The thing I love most about art is the feeling I get when I'm making something with my hands, a combination of total joy and relaxation. I lose all sense of time when I get a chance to sit and make a picture, Megan said. I feel very lucky to have been given so many opportunities to explore and develop my artistic practice with Signal. It gave me a constant connection to the art world and left a real impression on me. Megan is currently working with the Signal Young Creatives Lab to create a series of illustrated portraits set in the kitchens of Melbourne homes, exploring the connections between food, family, community and culture. Her next big dream is to illustrate picture books. The Signal team and the artists they invite are incredibly welcoming, and if you enjoy the experience, you'll find an endless well of workshops and activities to keep you involved and inspired. It's really a wonderful place, Megan said. I'd like to thank Signal for all of the exciting opportunities they've given me as I've grown up, and especially now with the Young Creatives Lab. I'd also like to encourage young people to try as many things as you can, and to pay attention to the things you love doing. They'll stick with you for your whole life. If you're interested in being illustrated in Megan's Kitchen Portrait Series, email hello at meganrennie.com that's m-e-g-a-n-r-e-n-n-i-e Signal offers multi-art form workshops and mentoring to young people aged 13 to 25 Workshops are led by professional artists and most are free Signal's summer program runs from 14th to 25th of January Find out more online For more information visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash signal Picture caption this artwork by Megan Rennie is inspired by Mary Norton's novel The Borrowers. End caption. Contact City of Melbourne. Phone 03 9658 9658, 7.30am to 6pm. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. National Relay Service. Teletypewriter, TTY, users, phone 133677, then ask for 03-9658-9658. Speak and Listen users, phone 1300-555-727, then ask for 03-9658-9658. In person. Melbourne Town Hall. Administration Building. 120 Swanston Street, Melbourne. 7.30am to 5pm Monday to Friday. Connect. Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter.com 
forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Postal address City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne Vic 3000. Feedback. To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version. Read and subscribe to Melbourne Magazine online at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au. Audio version. To hear an audio version of Melbourne Magazine, visit the Melbourne Library Service on SoundCloud or contact Vision Australia on print access at visionaustralia.org or phone 02 3524. Interpreter services. We cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03 9280 Cantonese 9280 Indonesian 9280 Italian 9280 Mandarin 9280 Somali 9280 Spanish 9280723 Vietnamese 9280725 All other languages including Arabic, Hindi and Korean 9280726 Disclaimer Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing Subsequent changes may occur City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. Copyright. All applicable copyrights reserved for City of Melbourne except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth, no part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne Magazine, December 2018 to February 2019, your City of Melbourne magazine. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interests of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia, website www.visionaustralia.org. Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was Julie Horton. This concludes the recording.